When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I actually have Crichton Hobbs with me today. Say hello to everyone, Crichton. Hi, everybody. I'm still trying to learn the camera. You know, it's like, uh, it's over, you know, not this hand, it's this hand. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. We're both bobbing and weaving, trying to figure out the best camera angles and stuff like yeah. that. But it's good to actually have you on the show. And we're actually going to be doing a Conjuring movie review, and we're going to do some do-it-yourselves Halloween decorations. So if you guys have Christmas or anything like that, he'll be your go-to guy for hands-on experience for do-it-yourself yep. stuff. And, and uh, I also have some... Yeah. Oh, go on. Oh, and I was going to say, you know what, Tamika, I know you live in Georgia. Now, I know you live there in Georgia, so... Now, this is somebody from Alabama talking to John, the international superstar, as Tamika <laughs> said. So I am happy to be talking to an international superstar, John. Woo, <laughs> Thank Tamika, you. You can be all jealous, baby. Oh. <laughs> and another thing, though, too, I want to actually mention, too. I do thank you for that. Another thing I want to mention, too. I'm actually on Amazon Music now for people that are wondering about the audio-only podcast and stuff like that. We are on Amazon Music. Not only that, but I'm also going to be converting this video into uh, audio format, too. So if you guys like, oh, I don't know if I can watch a YouTube video or something like that, you guys can go on ahead. And tomorrow, is actually gonna, this is actually going to be uploaded on YouTube. And then after that, I'll actually convert it once I come in uploaded so it'll be on the audio podcast and everything too so another thing too guys i want this is just me cleaning up a little bit i'm also going to be doing a well you guys can actually donate to the show for buymeacoffee.com slash movie lovers and you guys can donate donate me a couple of cups of coffee just to keep the things running lights on for movie lovers unite if you guys don't have to but i understand guys i can't that's fine too so let's go on ahead and get into this conjuring review so, this movie came out in 2013, and I really have to say, I love the fact that James Wan is the director for this film. Nobody else can probably do this great of a job than, uh, than James Wan. Not only that, but this also cost $20 million for the budget and made $319.5 million, which doubled and tripled its owned budget, which is fantastic. And no wonder why they want to do spinoff movies and sequels this. Oh, gosh, film. yeah. So, another thing, though, that I have to say is the plot is really good. I love the chemistry between Ed War- uh, with uh, Patricia uh, Rivera, which is played by Lorraine, yeah. uh, which, is, which is Lorraine's character, Warren. Uh, Lorraine Warren. And Ed Warren is played by Jane, uh, Patrick Wilson. They do a fantastic job oh, in this film. They made it so believable. I mean, they were like the real... I mean, it was like watching them in real life, you know? I mean, it was just that convincing, their acting. It really was. And you can actually feel like that they're husband and wife in this in this mm-hmm. movie, though, even though they're not. And right. I love that. I love that how it pulls you in, especially when it pulls you in through this whole entire thing of whenever they're going through the this one house... When they said, "Okay, follow me through yeah. the basement, and we're going to show you some of the this woman being possessed," and right? I really loved how they actually caught the paranormal activity part within the basement of this in London, because that's actually where it actually takes place. That is in London for that basement scene. That was the Conjuring too. Yeah, it was Conjuring too, but we didn't yeah. know that how that actually connected. That's true. I didn't think about that until now. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I uh-huh. thought it was just going to be his own entity for the Conjuring 2, but instead they connected Conjuring 2 with Conjuring 1. Yeah. So I definitely good. love that. Yeah, Thank oh, you. gosh. That's great. Yeah. And like I and, said, yeah. And like, you know, how you was talking about like the layers of acting, you know. Uh, like a, a really great scene in The Conjuring that I really, really, really love is where 
Lorraine and uh, her husband, Ed, were talking, and she said, do you remember what we said on, you know, what I, what we said to each other on our wedding night? And he's like, can we do that again? You know, that was a perfect, <laughs> realistic thing. <laughs> right. That's a perfect chemistry, per- perfect balance between husband and wife. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I really loved was the chemistry with that joke. And I don't think anybody could actually pull that off besides Patrick Wilson whenever he actually delivered that line. Mm-hmm. And also Lorraine, the look that she actually gives him yep. is just priceless, it's which great. is actually perfect. And to, this also, like I said, takes place in 1971. This couple winds up buying this farmhouse. And of course, you know, a lot of shit is about to go down. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... You and I love what I really love is the kids. Usually, kids in horror movies don't really do that well in horror films. Yeah, but when they're horrified, when they're just at still, and that horrified look on that, their faces, that's what draws you in. That's what yeah. sells the movie. And if it didn't, if they didn't have that, that would have been something that wouldn't have probably worked. Uh, exactly. I mean, I agree 100%. Th- those kids, to me, was just like, oh my gosh. I, you know, it, to me, usually I look for really screw-ups and kind of movies. Like, I'll watch it and enjoy it. Then I'll re-watch it for sitting what I call in the uh, director's armchair. You know? <laughs> right, exactly. And I, so I kind of look for mess ups or something you know but i couldn't find any i couldn't either usually i'll look for like a like one of the sound crew people or something like that or the people that actually hold the uh speaker or whatever i forgot what they were called oh yeah the boomer yeah or you know like halloween uh when you see jamie fox walking and you see one of the uh one of the guys in the crew smoking a cigarette you see cigarette smoke (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was John Carpenter. Uh, my bad. That right. was him John smoking. Car- yeah, he right. was smoking, and you see the cigarette smoke in front of the camera. That's funny. I didn't even realize that. I'm going to have yeah. to look into it now Yeah, and rewatch that. The first one, yeah. yeah. But another thing, though, too, that I really have to say was really good. Oh, Brandy said hello, everyone. Oh, hey. <laughs> and another thing, too really worked for me was the opening scene where you see those girls jumping out the window. Oh, gosh. That was great. That was That so was horrific. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, that was just like, I mean, that, the movie, what really I think hits at home is because it's based off of true story. You know, this is really something, because, you know, there's a difference with like, there's two sets of horror films. There's your fiction over here. That's like Jason, Freddy Cougar, Hellraiser, Candyman. You know, the fiction, Jason Voorhees. And um, then, like, over here, then there's, like, um, the true story aspect of things where it's based on real life. I, I agree with you. Because there's a different levels of what's true, what isn't true, and stuff like that. And it balances itself out pretty well where it sold you on the true uh, true aspect and also the fictional size aspect as well. Where they blended the two really well together. Right. And, you know, me being a documentary filmmaker and just me working in the past as, you know, reporting real life of typing and writing and things like that. That is where my interest always goes. <laughs> it's like based off a true story. Yay, I'll watch it, you know. Right, same here. So it's inspired by true events or based on a true story, I'm sold automatically. Exactly. That is exactly it, right. But I also want to touch on something, too. The camera angles in this movie. Oh, it's just perfect. It is. It To me, it made me feel like I was a part of the crew. Like, I was, like, one of the guys that was there investigating this house. You know, it's like... It, like, puts you in the place... Right, it puts you in the place of the characters. Makes you feel involved with the characters because of camera angles. Mm -hmm. And Um, also, too, like, when you see one character going into the specific room, 
it pan angles over to another room. So you, yeah. So it's like the character's having its own, his own, their own experience, while this other character's having their other experience that's going on at the same time. I know. I was like, gosh, yeah. I was like, who? This guy who directed this is just awesome. You know. <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, he's just done a great job all together. I think that, you know. I think James Wan is probably going to be one of those at directors that are going to rank up with Carpenter and Wes Craven in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything as one of the best horror directors we actually had for our time. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, it all started with Saw with James Wan. And then, yeah. he, and then he just worked his way up. And, you know, another thing, too, I really liked was the hallway where you see Lorraine walking in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see that you hear the clap. That's right. With yeah. The hands. Uh-huh. That it was the most creepiest thing that you ne- would never even expect. There's no background noise. Nope. There's nothing there to let you know that there's something creepy that's going to be happening. All of a sudden, you hear the you see the hands actually clap. Yeah. And it just scares the bejesus out of you. And because see of that. that that goes into and which we'll get into this later in the show about decorating, but sometimes less is more. I and agree, that, and as know, a director, you, as a director, you should know that. Yeah, too. I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. because uh, you know when you direct a movie and things like that, a lot of people don't really think about this, but they're like, ah, we'll just fix it in post, and we'll add aliens, and we'll add. You know, these special effects and CGI, you know, uh, the, uh, which is good, don't get me wrong, but sometimes, like in Halloween, how many times have you been to a homemade haunted house or, or a hayride where there was nothing? It was just silence. And then right. all of a sudden you hear, you're going <laughs> to... Exactly. You get that jump scare, you know? Also, too, another thing I forgot to mention is the fact that, you know, the people who just moved into this house, I hear uh, some pipes moving and stuff like that. That has to be a ghost. And Patrick Wilson stopped them right then and there. No, that's not a ghost. That's just your house settling down. There's a difference between knowing when there's a ghost and when there isn't a ghost. Yeah. Moving pipes. Settling down, making noises is not part of it. Creaking, yeah. um, creaking house is not part of a, a place being haunted um, or anything like that either. Yeah, and you know, um, I I have some friends of mine, and they're very much like the like the Warrens. I mean, really, uh, they're like a young the young version of them. And you know, it's like they told me. They said. You know, I understand what the Warrens went through. He said they was like, except now it's worse because people really want that. They just they they, you know. He's like <laughs> they say they went to one house and this one person installed speakers up into their ceiling and tried to cover it up. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Just watch The Conjuring and get it over with, you know? Right. So they're trying to do anything and everything for publicity so yeah. that way they could make... Yeah, I was like... Oh, my God. That's not something that you actually want to happen. You don't want a spirit in your house that's not welcome. Who would You're want not... that? You know, it's like, why would you want somebody living in your house that doesn't pay rent? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> But also, too, like, why would you want a ghost in your house that's going to be frightening your family? Yeah, it's like... Also. Yeah. And then, then you also have to think of like this, though, too. You're going to get five minutes of fame is basically what they're after. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. You're not going to get no show that's on top of your life or anything like that. Nah. For installing speakers on top of your... <laughs> that's yeah, like a five-minute... <laughs> That's like a one-minute viral YouTube video, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> and it becomes... Uh, but, uh, you know, The Conjuring, though, to me, it, it just... It's something that I can get into. I can sink my teeth into it. And I can... 
get junk food and just sit there and watch them, you know, all day. Same here. Same here. With the first two Conjuring films, I can definitely do that with. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one, I have to say, does not rely on cheap jump scares. Yeah. At all. And doesn't even feel like a paint-by-the-numbers horror movie or anything like that. There's no blood. There's no gore. There's nothing like that. It's rated R just because it's horror. And that's it. Yeah. So I like that. I like the fact that it was rated R for those reasons. For that one reason. It's a horror movie. Yeah. But... You know, at the same time, though, I don't know if you feel this way. If, if it was rated R because of it being um, just a horror film, does that actually amplify your expectations? Or does it feel like this movie might be a little overhyped because of the fact that it's a horror, just for horror elements? Well, sometimes, you know, studios in the past have used their horror films for hype, you know, yep. because... You know, like with major studios, they invest a lot of money into a movie, and then they want they think either this movie is going to bring us out of the negative, or we can use this as basically to you know finagle the numbers. Right. You know, it's one of the two, and then they just hype it up because they know October. And we are all suckers for it. It's like, there's a horror movie. Well, what movie is it? Friday the 13th, 98. Ooh, I want to see it, you know? Right. And also, too, it's like, coming soon to a theater yeah. near you. <laughs> yeah. Come and see the most horrifying movie that you've ever seen before. Way better than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1975. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I got to see that. Yeah. You got to see it now. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And uh, so, and, you know, that's just, they, sometimes they hype it up, but then sometimes they have movies that are what I call the sleepers. You know, they just, um, like The Conjuring. You know, they thought it would do good. They knew that they was going to make a profit, but they didn't realize it was going to turn into like ching <laughs> right because if yeah. you think about it back in the day horror films used to studios used to just give them chunk change here's 15 dollars go make your horror movie and good luck if you make money off of it, make money off of it yeah now it's kind of can't became a big huge thing mm-hmm. i think it might have a lot to do with the conjuring though because of the fact this movie yeah. like i said cost 20 million to make which is unheard of from a studio to actually make a film that for much. 20 million dollars that's actually a horror film I mean, my gosh, uh, it's, and what I like about those movies, The Conjuring and The Conjuring, I guess, like, you know, franchise or or something, but they haven't made no theme park or they haven't made anything like that. They've left it alone to, like, watch it and enjoy, you know? Right, because I feel like if you made a theme park to that, it just becomes a joke. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's not going to be the same, you know? No. You're not going to have the magic that or scare, scare out of it, you know? Exactly, and that's something that I hope that never happens with the Conjuring, where you actually have a theme park, Conjuring theme park, or something along those lines. Yeah. Because then that scared aspect is gone. Yeah, it's kind of like, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Brandy said something. She said the she said the true stories are always better. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I 100%. definitely agree. I agree. Same here. And, um, I wonder. I don't know if I could tell, but no, you, you're the one that could tell how many people are watching, right? Right. Right now uh, we have four. Right now we have four people watching, but hey, that's still good. Hey, you know, if you're watching. Put your name out there and tell us to say hey to you, because on my end, I don't know who's watching. Right. So another I'll... thing, though, <laughs> another thing, though, if you want to actually interrupt the show a little bit and just talk about some of your favorite scenes with The Conjuring, and stuff, tell us down below and everything. We want to actually get your thoughts and opinions on it. This is not my and Crichton's opinions. This is you, the fans, getting a chance to actually interact with us. This is why I like doing stream yards because I can actually interact with y'all. So go on ahead, comment below. Don't be shy or anything like that. We're not gonna bite or anything. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, because like, <laughs> um, 
you know, it, it, the movie itself, The Conjuring, um, it, it's like, how can I explain this? It, it's um, showing you how far advanced we've come from the, the 70s paranormal investigations, like like the like the cameras. They had the light bulb, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, the camera, that's the way it was. Now everything's digital. Yeah, iPhones and stuff like that. So, well, another thing too is like with the cameras, and, but they're being digitalized. And like that you mentioned, even the microphones, they nobody uses a set of microphones anymore or anything like that either. Mm-hmm. So right. that's another thing that's actually pretty much obsolete now. <laughs> yeah, the old uh, recorders that was on the, the reels, you know, the Mickey Mouse right. reels, you know, that would record audio. And, uh, right. Uh, I mean, you know, I, me as a filmmaker, I appreciate that. But, you know, most people are like, what? You know? <laughs> it's like back in 1932, yeah. we had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we... But. Yeah. Another thing, though, too, that I really thought was actually really creepy was the part where uh, Bathsheba winds up showing up in that girl's room, and then she vomits in that girl's mouth, and then she mm. winds up becoming fully possessed. Yeah. And then that's when the movie actually starts happening. Yeah. It's, and, uh, and I also like the slow build. I like so build kind of movies where it takes a minute to actually build. Mm-hmm. And then once that tension is done, it just releases and yeah. it goes full throttle. That's right. I mean, you know, to me, when I, it's like the backstory of it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for a backstory, but they did it right, the backstory. Because they did. It's kind of like, um, you know, when, and, the, and I'm speaking to you from a writer, uh, somebody who's wrote a book, somebody who's wrote news articles and that kind of crap. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, when you write a backstory, you want to give just enough. You don't want to give away so much where it, your focus is off of the movie. You just want to give that certain amount of backstory. And that's what they did in The Conjuring. It was a beautiful balance, I thought. It was. It was definitely a beautiful balance. We know where these characters come from. We know about the Warrens. We know about this other family that comes into this new house. And now her, their daughter is now possessed. We know about them. It was enough meat on the bone where we can actually digest. And it didn't give us an, a lot of an overload to where we're actually going to be suffering yeah. for it later on. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> with a big they didn't, yeah, and they, I liked it because they didn't go directly so much into the ghost aspect. They gave you right. just enough to know, you know, about this thing, the demonic spirit that's in there. You know, they was like, here's just enough. So, whoever wrote it, the screenplay, my gosh. I bet he he does not have a job in getting a job in Hollywood. I bet he doesn't either. And not only that, but the supernatural aspect was really good. And like you said, it doesn't fall too much on the ghost at all. It follows on the tension and the facial expression of the characters as well. Because they don't know what's lurking behind every corner. They don't know... What they're dealing with. They don't know what kind of uh, supernatural being that they actually have. They have that's in front of them. Yeah, it, it, I forgot. Was it uh, was it Lorraine that got pulled into the basement? Uh, uh, it was the mom. That's what I thought. Okay, so yeah, it was those kids' mom because, um, like, at the very beginning of the movie, uh, you know, where Ed and Lorraine were talking at that lecture. You know, yeah. they were, and he said, these are the three phases of, you know, you know, uh, he said something, uh, oppression and then possession, you know, I can't right. obsession, possession, and I forgot the uh, last one. Yeah, I, I was possession but, was the last one. And then, and he said that usually they attack the one that is the weakest psychologically. Oh, Brandy actually has some stuff to say though, too. Uh, oh. The Haunting is based on a true story. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And then I haven't seen this one. She actually brought this one up. I'm gonna have to ask her about this one. Portrait of a serial killer is based off of true events also. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Oh. I didn't even I to be honest with you, I never even heard of this I never never heard of that one. I, I've heard of it and I probably have watched it, I just can't remember. <laughs> right now. Like, um but I, I do know that portraits of a serial killer. I don't know if anybody else is that's in the chat or watching this live seen it. I don't know. Uh, if you guys have seen it, go on ahead, comment below. Right now, we only have one person watching now, so ah. it's changed. It's been fluctuating uh, between viewers and everything. One time I saw six, now I see two. So, so who knows? Hey, that's okay. Hey, hey, yeah. Uh, let's see here. The other thing, though, too, with the possession, the obsession where the supernatural being is obsessed with this family. They want, he want, they want to scare this family, and then finally, the, like you said, the possession. Yeah. But I love whenever they that being actually pulls the mother into the basement and that horrified look. And there's, there's no background noise that even shouldn't tell you that uh -uh. there's something going on. I know. That's how you know you got a good movie when you don't have the music that makes you feel something and they just do it. You know, and you're like, <laughs> you're just sitting there with your mouth like. Exactly, because of the fact that you're not even expecting it. You're not expecting those things left in turns or anything like that. And I also feel like having too much music pulls you out of it, where you actually yeah. know something's going to be happening. Yeah. And I'm glad they didn't do it with the Conjuring films. They did it with the spinoff films because they didn't actually direct those films. Yeah. And I don't really care for the Conjuring spinoffs, but as far as the Conjuring movies themselves, I really love them. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, are they making a uh, another... Conjuring or something? I thought I saw something. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, it was supposed to be released this year, but with the COVID mess going on and everything, they had to push back the release date until next year. Uh, but what I loved about the third film that they're actually working on is called The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Ooh. And basically, you know, everybody always makes up this excuse of, well, the devil made me do it. Well, now they're dealing with this killer that's actually saying that it wasn't me, it was the devil that made me do it. So now the Warrens are actually being paranormal investigators for someone to prove that they're innocent. Ah. Huh. So, wow. so they're using, right, they're using the whole entire supernatural out, outlook of the haunted house kind of feel to it, which yeah. is something I really like. That wow. They're doing. Oh, wow. I want to see that. <laughs> I really love that aspect because uh, we haven't seen that before. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I wish that studio would have never signed a contract that says, yes, we'll release it in movie theaters. Oh, man. Why didn't you just release it on VOD? I can just rent it. Right. <laughs> I, would actually, I would actually rent that right now and watch it and do a review on it. That's how much I love the contract franchise. Mm -hmm. You know? But, you know, we just have to wait. And that's just like the new yeah. Saw movie. That's actually got pushed back again yeah. for next year. So. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just life, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like, but I, I guess it's because it's kind of like, um, you know, people that love Halloween uh, that has like a real deep love for it. This is our Christmas. You know, it's like the people exactly. that go that love Christmas, right? And I don't get me wrong, I love Christmas, but me too. It, it, it's just, you know, this is like Christmas to us. <laughs> right, it just gets amplified even more though, on the uh, 31st. Yeah. But, um, so, speaking of Halloween, I know that we actually had a little bit of do-it-yourself stuff that we wanted to actually yeah. talk about. Yeah. So, let's only talk about some of the stuff that you d did and after everything, and then I'll talk about some of the things that I found that might actually be something cool for people to try out. Right. So, all right. Well, um, well, first off, I want to say that, you know, I, I want to say this before I show you something. Okay. Um, 
you know, with the whole coronavirus going around, right? Right. People need to be aware that a lot of things are going to be not happening. Uh, like, for example, there's a lot of haunted houses here in Mobile, Alabama, and the Board of Health has already said, nope, that ain't, we're not doing it. You know, we're not going to allow you to do it because of the whole social distancing and that kind of thing. And a lot of parents are going to be kind of uh, uh, not so uh, <laughs> happy to take their kids trick-or-treating because they're scared to death about them or their children getting corona, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So that's understandable, you know, because yeah. when you're going to a haunted house, they have to touch you. Mm-hmm. They or have to. They got to get close, you know, or uh, right, you know, spit and whatever else. Right. And it's like, uh, so there's a lot of things like that, and so I want your viewers and whoever's watching this to be aware about and think about that for a minute. You know, now right. you may say, "All right, well, I don't want to be." you know, handing out candy and possibly, you know, here, here's some candy and then touch a kid, you know, that might right. corona, or a kid touch you and then think, uh, you don't want that. Well, I've got a suggestion. If you go get a brown paper bag and just put some candy in it and staple it and leave it on the front porch, just a little brown bag and just write happy Halloween on it. Put a, put a pumpkin sticker, you know what I mean? Just, right and leave that on the front door for a trick-or-treater that, that'll that come up there and just see that bag and just can take it and go. Right. Exactly. No interaction, no nothing. Just go ahead, take your bag, and you can go. Yeah. And, you know, the kid gets some candy and uh, stuff like that. So That's actually I'll, a good idea. You know, thank you. And I, you know, I was like, well, you know, I want parents to understand that you can still do trick-or-treating or you still can have that and do it safely you know what i mean right so. and then i saw a funny meme the other day where it's like social distancing in 2020 for halloween they actually have pit, a pin uh one of those ball machines and everything where they can put the plastics in and get your get the candy that way. Right. <laughs> so you make profit and you get to have candy. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I definitely love your idea though, man. That, thank that you. that's really cool. Because thank I was you. thinking, okay, how are they gonna end up trick-or-treating this year, especially with the coronavirus mess and everything too? But also too, I think there should be like a spooky sign. If there's like several kids that actually shows up, say, look, line up in a line seven feet apart to get your goodie bag. Yeah, and I right. will be wa- and, get, and then I will be watching you to make sure that you are seven feet apart. Yeah, you don't know where I'm at, but you're gonna know that I'm watching you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, thanks. That's a great idea. Heck yeah. And, and um, don't call it a goodie bag. Yeah. Go- uh, bag. Call it a spooky bag. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you That's go. perfect. Yeah, I mean, um, and which what we're talking, we just you touched on right now. This is what also I want to get at: decorating your yard, okay? Because you know, a lot of people they're going to be wanting to go to haunted houses, but they're not going to be around, right? A lot of them's going to be shut down. So, right. my suggestion is. No matter how busy you are or what, you need to get out there and decorate your yard. And you can do it for really next to nothing. And then that way, if you just want to drive around your neighborhood and look at scary, spooky decorations and still feel safe, as in, like, you know, (laughs) from Corona and, I guess, uh, spooky villain you know <laughs> but but you can do that and i think that that is a some a tradition that should be brought back you know so, oh i agree and another um, thing th- oh but you know yeah I, so what i'm going to show you or some of the things that the ideas i give you this is stuff you put in your yard and 
not only is it fun to do, but it's really going to help people not think about all this craziness in the world. That's actually a smart idea. And I remember when I was trick-or-treating as a kid, they actually had a garage that was, like, decked out that looked like a haunted house. Oh, And everything. It was really cool looking. And they had uh, blue and red lights to make it look really, like, horrifying with the red in it and everything. And they had... They had fingers that was like chopped off fingers and everything. It was just really cool looking. So it was yeah. like a mini haunted house. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I'm trying for my house. But uh, now, <laughs> now, before I get to the decoration things, now, you may be like, okay, well, you know, usually there's a big blowout Halloween party, right? Well, there's still... You know, I guess what the guidelines are is like 10 people, more, no more really than 10 people. Is that right? Is what they're saying? Yeah, or no more than 10 people mm-hmm. okay. in the house. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, John, so you and your girlfriend, right, say you invite eight of your friends over for a Halloween party. Halloween party. All right. Now, right. Now, of course, if you're having a Halloween party, you want to bring something. Right? You wanna bring right. you wanna make something cool and but you don't wanna spend all day making it, you know. So right. of course I've got some hamburger meat, right? See right. Right off. Some tasty hamburger meat. Now why not? You can have look at that. This is hamburgers. And you can just take hamburgers. And eat. A Rice Krispie Treat. Oh, okay. That's what you did there. That's actually really clever. So you made a Rice Krispies Treat and inside of a hamburger, a meat, hamburger meat. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty neat. So, and it tastes just delicious. You know, so <laughs> if somebody who's across the room that's had a few drinks and they and you're like, man, you got to try this raw meat. Mm. <laughs> it's so like, good. Yeah, they're, they're going to be like, no, I'm good. Or they're going to leave. And then you're going to yeah. invite somebody else over. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're really safe now. We're down to nine people. You know? <laughs> oh. Uh, yep, sorry. I dropped the phone. That's okay. All right. So. Yeah. All right, sorry about that. That's okay. All right, yep, sorry about that. I dropped the phone. You just got excited about your, uh, uh... Yeah, it's that sugar rush. Your raw meat. Yeah, I know, right? The sugar rush. <laughs> All right. So, so, um... All right. So, you have uh, some ideas that before we get yeah. to the outside stuff? Yeah, and my friend, this is definitely outside for what I'm going to be talking about. So, I'm glad that we're talking about outside stuff. So... You can actually do your own decorating with a horror novel door. So think of it as a classic way of actually looking at something. I know that we're all used to DVDs and stuff like that. Yeah. But you probably... Oh, Matthew Jackson commented. Oh, hey, Matthew. Yeah. My great friend of mine. Yeah. That's awesome. Welcome to the show, Matthew. I do appreciate you uh, watching your friend. So, let's see here. So, like I said, this is a horror novel idea that I thought of. And I think it's a smart way of actually going about it. Because I know we live in a digital age. I know that we actually have DVDs, Blu-ray, something like that. Maybe you can actually do it this way with uh, Blu-ray covers if you wanted to. But... The, all you have to do is make the back door cut long, thin, rectangular pieces of different colored craft paper. You can use red, gray, and black. Draw titles of books on the paper. Mm. And outline the letters with gold paint pens. Fill in the outline with paint pens or gold accelerate paint attached to the door with double-sided tape and large uh, bushel basket and buffalo check door mat. And, huh. like I said, you know, you yeah. can have your Stephen... Yeah, you can actually have Laurel K. Hamilton on the door. You can have Stephen King on the door. Yeah. Mary Shelley. You know, the, 
it's endless on where you want to go with with that kind of idea. Right. Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah. Thanks. That is really great. Dang. That is awesome. <laughs> I may try to do that. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how and, it works out for you. You're right. Yeah. Now. All right, so now we're fixing to, uh, you know, like really, really get into it, right? I mean, that is right. awesome. And like, now people may ask, okay, now I, I'm on a really tight budget. You know, I can't go to Home Depot and Lowe's and drop $200 on some one decoration, you know, and then go back there and go shopping. Um, so... Well, this is what I would suggest. Go to your junk pile. Every single person on God's green earth has got a junk pile. When I mean a junk pile, that's your junk. That's the stuff you were going <laughs> to donate to that home, uh, Salvation Army or Goodwill. That's the stuff you're just wanting to get rid of. Whether it's clothes, boards, whatever. Just grab it all and put it into a pile. Right? Right. And then once you got it into this big pile, that's where your creativeness comes in. So, um, like, say you have some pool noodles, right? And you've got just a, a skull type. Thing. I don't know why anybody would, but you can make this. Let me like get that. this right. Let me uh, get my camera. See if I can get it. Here we go. I think if I turn it that way, yep. That's perfect. And um, there we go. I had to get it right. But this is made out of pool noodles. A pool noodle that you swim with. And as you can see, like right there, that's hot wax. So basically, you just take a pool noodle and you cut it. And then you take hot glue and you glue it all together and put hot glue to make it look like this and take an acrylic paint and find a little cheap. This is all from the Dollar General. Every bit of this. <laughs> and, get some, and get some tea lights like that. And then you just pop it in and boom, you've got this. So this would be a cool thing like if he was having a Halloween party. I agree. That actually looks pretty sweet looking. Thank I would you. actually have that in front of the Yeah, you're welcome. So uh, yeah. Let's see, I got another wreath that I was actually uh thinking about doing that too. Uh, and a matter of matter of fact, you know, all you do is just take six pieces of white string, I cut a fifty inch foam wreath from making sure to loop each one at the midway point of the first piece attached to create a central point. And this is also based off of, uh, you know, how long you actually want it and stuff like that. This is the where the base of the web should have spokes, tie mm -hmm. a long piece of string to the center point, weave it and loop from the center out to create the web. If you run out of string, another piece uh, at the end continue the weaving. When you reach the uh, wreath form, tie off at the ending point, move the twine up and down to create from the with a white uh, burlap uh, ribbon and attach the fox spider with hot glue. Ah, so. so it's, yeah, so it's like a, your homemade spider oil. Yep. You can have, yeah. like, several uh, spiders around the webbing and stuff like that on the outside of the webbing, or you can put it on the inside of the webbing, make it look like it's actually crawling into the thing. As a matter of fact, if you actually think about it, it kind of looks like a mini green catcher with spiders on it, if you actually think oh, about it. Oh, right. Yeah. But, oh, Brandy said something. She said, Halloween always been one of her favorite holidays, mm -hmm. Dollar Tree. It's awesome for cheap decorating and costume makeup. I totally uh -oh. agree. I agree. Yeah. It really is. And, you know, but I love that idea about the spider web. Uh, great, John. I'm going to have to make that now. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad enough. Hey, you're going to have. 
<laughs> you know what? We should have like Halloween wars. <laughs> oh, right. Oh yeah. God, sign me up. I'll just be like, I don't care if I win. I just want to make. I just want to make stuff. Uh, yeah. So, what do you have on your next? Um, uh, for your next one. Okay. So, now, um, now whether you got kids or not, or you might, you know, have children, but we all have somewhere in our house these little action figures these little cheapo right this is what yeah these are just little figures that are running all running around our house you can take take it and turn it into this oh i like that it makes it look like it kind of got burnt up Uh uh-huh and everything oh i like it see and it's a mason jar Okay. See? That's, that's and, pretty sweet. Uh, okay, so basically, and this is just stuff that I found, you know what I mean, around the house or just went to Goodwill, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll pay a dollar for this bag of, you know, McDonald toys or something, you know. But I just took a, you take a hot glue gun, and you glue the things, like, on top or all over, and I took hot glue, and see the siding of it, how it's yeah. got that drip, and yeah. I took acrylic paint, whoop, and you can put this on your table, uh, wherever, you, like if you're having a Halloween party or something, you know, take this off, put some M&Ms in there, or, you know, those gummy, uh, like those eyeballs, you know, or something like that, you know, the candy. Okay. And you got a little candy dish right there. That's pretty sweet. I, I like that idea, man. Yeah. Um, Brandy, Brandy also said that's awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Tell us about how you made the fire, though, that fake fire that you had. Okay. Yeah. Now, with that fake fire, um, there is a product called uh, Great Stuff, and you can go to any hardware store and get it. And basically, that's just like foam. You know, it's like, it's just foam that people use for their house uh, to fix cracks and leaks and things like that. So I basically just took orange, you got to use orange or red lights. You got to, and I put it on top of a bowl. I made sure that it was a bowl like that. And I lay the the lights on top of it. And then I took that great stuff. <laughs> that's what it's called. And I sprayed. But I sprayed like in round circles around. And you let it dry for about 12 to 15 hours. Then after that, I went and got some acrylic paint. And started painting it black and red and and then uh, you plug it in and you can also while it's still kind of wet after you do it stick uh, just find some sticks and things like that and leaves and ashes um uh, actually if you can find ashes around just pour that on top of it it gives it a more realistic look and then when you plug it in you know like during the day you look at it and it's like uh, you know, but then at night when you plug it up and it's red, it's like, wow, it's totally realistic. I agree. I, I really like the way it looks at night. I really mm. love the red coming from the fire and everything. It, it makes it definitely looks like a real ashy kind of yeah. feel to it of a fire. So I really like that. And the cauldron that you use, uh, that you actually have it. And place yeah. over the fire was really good. That's actually yeah. a nice little touch. And like you know, and it don't have to be just like that. I mean, like you could take, you know, go to the Dollar General and go buy some skulls and put, you know, a skull at each kind of corner. You know what I mean? And make <laughs> it look like skulls are around it, and put that attached. Right. Or you can actually make it look like. Skulls are actually hanging over the fire. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know yeah. I'm kind of dark and twisted, but yeah. Oh, no, you're talking my language, so yeah. 
Okay. No. Uh, but yeah, Brandy loves skulls, stuff like that. So that's right up her alley, though, too. Oh, yeah. So yeah. what else do you have for us? All right. Now, of course, Halloween's not Halloween without, you know, um, basically. Uh, wait a minute. There we go. I got to. <laughs> that's a, without a candle. Now, this is a. Whoop. This is a Yoda, right? Right. But this is something that I made, a candle. Now, oh. you can, yeah, so I made this, and you can actually change this image to the Wolfman, the Mummy, whatever it is, Jason, Friday the 13th, whatever your heart's like. You can put Happy Halloween, the Haunted Mansion, and... There and it's um, basically you just take you print out the image and you put it on wax paper and you you know and I there's an I can I can write up how to do this but you know if you can imagine at Halloween if you got a couple of these your own personal candles you know like on your porch right. or near the bags that you can make up for trick or treaters. You know, and have there you go. Creepy, yeah. Simple. And, and what are you holding though? Is that like a knife or what? This Yoda? <laughs> okay, never mind. I th- from a far away, it kind of looked like a long knife at first, but yeah, he's just holding the lightsaber. Yeah, okay. that's that's Yoda. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yeah, that's I know Yoda. it's Yoda, but yeah. from a distance, it actually looked like one of yeah. those uh, butcher yeah. knives. I'm like, I was yeah, I was. I was going to uh, make a werewolf one, but I, mm. my my Star Wars nerd got the best of me. So it's okay. Yeah, hey. <laughs> but um, let me see. I've got a um, I got a, another thing here, uh, real quick. You know what this is, don't you? A frame. Uh, it's yep. a frame. It's just a, a frame that everybody's got an extra one. Don't know why, but we do. Most everybody is like, we've got a picture frame that we don't know why we have it, but we have it. And I, well, I basically took that picture frame and I made this. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, what you do is um, you paint, you know, and if you're like, well, I'm not that good of a painter. Um, let me put him down. Put a good <laughs> down. But, uh, what you can do is go to Google and type in uh, pumpkin stencils or like, you know, Halloween stencils or something, whatever you feel like doing, Jason's stencils. Okay. And take it, print it out on a regular sheet of paper, and you know what? Use that as your outline, just like as you would carve a pumpkin. And you just paint. You just paint in the colors of what you want and stay within the lines, you know? It's something It's easy. Yeah. It's something so simple that you can have around your house. And you can hang that on, you know, your outside. You know, as why not? Okay. If it's fairly, fairly easy and simple. And, um, you know, that's just like, well, I got picture frames and I don't know what to do with them. You know, <laughs> so. There you go. Now you can actually make some arts and crafts with it. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. And, and you know what? It made you, it made you look like a professional painter, though. I'm just going to say it made you look like you're actually painting stuff the way that you were actually doing <laughs> right yeah yeah i mean it really does so i mean it's just you know that's just uh, some of the stuff now another idea that a lot of people and i'm, I'm trying to think because i know that everybody's like <clears throat> on a tight budget you know everybody right. is everybody's kind of like Ugh. um we all have extra clothes right Right. Is is Brandy still online? Yeah, she's still there. She, matter of fact, she's messing with me. 
She says, someone, someone I know shares Yoda memes all the time. She's talking <laughs> about me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. All right. So, Brandon, I want to ask you, do you have extra clothes? And this goes for you, John. Do you have extra yep. clothes around? Okay. I'm waiting for Brandy. If she's going to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do, it. though. Okay. And I would willing to bet Brandy's like, yeah, I got extra clothes. Okay, out of those extra clothes, do you have things that you just don't wear or can't fit into no more? Yeah, I know I do. Okay. Well, that's everybody. Well, what you do is you take your sh- take a shirt, take your pants. And take a pair of shoes or something. Aha, Brandy said yes, didn't she? <laughs> all right, so she's going to love this. Okay. You take all this stuff that you have, the shirt, pants, and if you can find a pair of shoes that you don't wear, and stuff it. Just find plastic bags, find old newspapers, uh Go to Dollar General if you ain't got it and just say, hey, give me a bag, of, a whole bunch of bags that you ain't using, you know, or recycle stuff and make it look like a human, you know, and, but don't, with, well, here we go. I'm still getting the cameras right, but like, this is your arm and this is right, but leave it like that. So there's okay. no hand. And then, where this is at, don't put a head on there, right? And just leave it headless and and wrist handless, no hands, no shirt, and just put that in a chair on your front porch. All right, and, that sounds really good. Yeah, and go to somewhere and put a black light. You know, um, like just get a black light, and if you got an old lamp. You know, or go to Salvation Army or something and buy a cheap, old, nasty-looking lamp for, like, four bucks or five bucks, you know? There you go. Put a black light, put that sucker up next to it. And that big junk pile, put that around him, you know what I mean? You just got to let your mind just go nuts. Exactly. And then Brandy also said, Walmart grocery bags. Yeah. Exactly. Walmart grocery bags. I mean, why not? You know, use it for, you know, Halloween. I remember one time when I thought that I went on somebody's porch and happened to be one of my friends that I grew up with. This is back when I was uh, little, but he was a little bit older than me. But I didn't know that that was his house because he moved. So I was on his porch and... I thought it was just one of those dummies, you know, like you were mentioning. All of a sudden, as I'm knocking on the door, he just comes alive and scares scares the hell out of me. (laughs) He pops his arms back. I mean, it looked like something from a horror movie because he actually popped his arms out. His legs all of a sudden came down and he tapped me on the shoulder. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, he <laughs> he didn't. He did that really good. Yeah, he didn't jump at you, or he just tapped no. you on the shoulder. I just looked up at him because he was taller than me. I'm like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, after he scared me, he he un he undoes and asks, "John?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't." <laughs> he goes, and then next thing you know, we started chatting for a few. minutes. He goes, look, I don't know if you need to change your pants. I said, no. (laughs) Right. And see, that right there, that story you just told is perfect. Because a lot of people, when you decorate your yard, you want to compete, you know, almost. But sometimes if you remember this in your mind when you're decorating, less is more. Less is more. Even if you just take cobwebs, there's cotton thing, you know, just cotton, spread it out and put that all around. You know, go to the Dollar General and buy $2 worth of, you know, spiders and just put them up. Sometimes that's just to a little family that's, you know, just walking by your house on Halloween. They would get in and they would be like, oh, that's 
great. Look at all those spiders, you know. All right. Have, yeah, it don't have to be Disney World. You know, it really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you getting out there and letting yourself create. And and if you don't know what to do with your stuff, shoot me a message. <laughs> All right. And Brittany had more things that she wanted to say, too. Oh, yeah. Because Walmart grocery bags to stuff the clothes with using the exactly. bags. That's exactly right. That is so, so right. Yeah, I agree. I so me agree. Too. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just a matter of looking in your junk pile. What can I create? What can I do? And I promise you, you give somebody like me some black and red paint. Yeah, we didn't go bloody. bananas with yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> woohoo! You know. Uh, yeah. All right. So, was there anything else you wanted to touch on, or with the conjuring, or anything like that, as far as the decorations go? Or, well, um, the conjuring. If you haven't seen it. Uh, I'm sorry that me and John spoiled for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you haven't seen The Conjuring, this movie's been out since 2013. Yeah, there's something. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this movie is has is definitely old, but definitely worth the watch. It is. We didn't give away the ending or anything like that. We nah. gave you a little bit of some little pieces of nuggets that you guys can actually mm. enjoy beyond and everything. So, I think that yeah. you guys are actually going to appreciate the film if you are a first time. If you're not into horror movies. I recommend watching this because of the fact yeah. you don't have the gore, you don't have the blood, you don't have the nudity. You only it only sets up horror elements in this film. So I strongly yeah. recommend that you guys go with this. Another thing too is the second film. Whenever I saw the headlines of the most scariest movie that you'll ever watch and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, this could be overhyped. How can they compare it to the second to the first one? It was not overhyped. I really liked yeah. how they actually did it everything so check out the conjuring if you guys haven't seen it yeah and uh where can everybody reach you at um i am on facebook um they can go to my facebook page um how many chances which is a documentary that's i got coming out soon Uh, that's a selfless plug and (laughs) and, uh they can also reach me on my facebook um which i believe is creighton films uh, you know, so either way, they can send me a message, and I'll reply back. And all right. So, as everybody knows, you guys can go on here and reach me at Movie Lovers Unite and everything. Matter of fact, we have a website now called MovieLoversUnite.com. dot is a part of that website now. Mm-hmm. So we can do his promotions and stuff like that, as far as yeah. promoting his films. If he wants to blog, can you guys can get a chance to actually see some of his writing ability and everything. So you guys yeah. can check him out. Another thing too, guys, you guys can actually donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash movie lovers. And of course you guys can follow me on Twitter at movie lovers TV lovers unit or movie lovers unit. And then of course you can follow me on movie lovers uh, on Twitter as well at John DiGorio eight. And then you can also follow me on Instagram at movie lovers TV lovers unite and also on Facebook and Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. And we also have a Pinterest now. Wow. Where you guys can actually follow us out at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. And of course, guys, another thing I want to actually mention too, I'm actually going to have Rossi McCree back on the show with with me on Tuesday. Oh. If you don't know who she is, she's a little independent actress that I actually got a chance to actually interview a couple months back. She's a great person, great personality and everything. We're going to be doing our top 10 horror movie review reviews and stuff like that and then on the 24th which is jim henson's birthday i'm doing a tribute with nicole who was actually on the show who was also another independent actress so she's going to be back on the show and everything so it's going to be a great great week and everything and of course i'm also going to have another person that's been on the show before we're going to do a little bit of movie news tomorrow and so you know wouldn't oscar the grouch on sesame street Yep. Which is also part of Jim Henson. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I yep. was just thought about that, because I was like, wait a minute, 
Now I know why he's so happy because he lives in a garbage can. Right. You know, we, which means he can actually get us uh, ourselves some decorating stuff for Halloween. Uh, yeah, I'll be like, hey, <laughs> the grouch, give it. <laughs> you know, uh, send me like you always do. <laughs> share the trash. You know, <laughs> right. So, anyways, guys, this is gonna be it for tonight. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Give me a thumbs up. Another thing, too, guys. Love what you see. Subscribe to the channel. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Share it with everybody. You guys can follow me on all the platforms so you can actually think about your video podcast. Right now, Amazon is a good thing you guys can actually subscribe to. You can also go on ahead, go with Spotify if you want to, or Apple's or Apple uh, iTunes if, for your podcast as well. Of course, and always, until next time, stay safe, disinfect your hands, wear your mask, and decorate your home. <laughs> and with, all right. Okay. Thank you for having me. I really welcome, appreciate anytime. it. You're welcome, Trine. Anytime, man. Anytime. All right. Bye-bye now.